Well, good morning and welcome to our morning prayer back in church. It's lovely to be here. It's lovely to see you here with us this morning. It's our normal morning prayer. So, um, and we're in Easter now, so we have some extra bits, the uh, Easter anthems and that sort of thing, just to remind us that we're living the resurrected life because Jesus rose from the dead. And today in the collect, we'll remember Anselm, the abbot of Lebec, um, Archbishop of Canterbury and teacher of the faith. So we just take a moment just to settle into God's presence. And as we welcome those on Facebook too, to this service today. O Lord, open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. In your resurrection, O Christ, let heaven and earth rejoice. Alleluia. Should we say an alleluia together? Alleluia. Blessed are you, Lord God of our salvation. To you be praise and glory forever. As once you ransomed your people from Egypt and led them to freedom in the promised land, so now you have delivered us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of your risen Son. May we, the first fruits of your new creation, rejoice in this new day you have made and praise you for your mighty acts. Blessed be God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God forever. And now those Easter anthems, the first comes from 1 Corinthians 5. Christ our Passover has been sacrificed for us, so let us celebrate the feast, not with the old leaven of corruption and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. And now from Romans 6. Christ, once raised from the dead, dies no more. Death has no more dominion over him. In dying, he died to sin once for all. In living, he lives to God. See yourselves, therefore, as dead to sin and alive to God in Jesus Christ our Lord. Then finally from 1 Corinthians 15. Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who sleep. For as by man came death, by man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. The night has passed. And the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. 
Our psalm today is Psalm 105. Psalm 105. O give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praises and tell of all his marvellous works. Rejoice in the praise of his holy name. Let the hearts of them rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Remember the marvels he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. O seed of Abraham, his servant, O children of Jacob, his chosen, he is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He has always been mindful of his covenant, the promise that he made for a thousand generations. The covenant he made with Abraham, the oath he swore to Isaac, which he established as a statute for Jacob, an everlasting covenant for Israel, saying, To you will I give the land of Canaan, to be the portion of your inheritance. When they were but a few in number, of little account, and sojourners in the world, wandering from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another people, he suffered no one to do them wrong, and rebuked even kings for their sake, saying, Touch not my anointed, and do my prophets no harm. Then he called down famine over the land, and broke every staff of bread, but he had sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They shackled his feet with fetters, his neck was ringed with iron, until all he foretold came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. The king sent and released him. The ruler of people set him free. He appointed him lord of his household and ruler of all he possessed to instruct his princes as he willed, and to teach his counsellors wisdom. Then Israel came into Egypt. Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham, and the Lord made his people exceedingly fruitful. He made them too many for their adversaries, whose heart he turned so that they hated his people, and dealt craftily with his servants. Then sent he Moses his servant, and Aaron, whom he had chosen. He showed his signs through their word, and his wonders in the land of Ham. He sent darkness, and it grew dark, yet they did not heed his words. He turned their waters into blood, and slew their, all their fish. Their land swarmed with frogs, even in their king's chambers. He spoke the word, and there came clouds of flies, swarms of gnats with all, within all their borders. He gave them hailstones for rain and flames of lightning in their land. He blasted their vines and their fig trees and shattered trees across the country. He spoke the word and the grasshoppers came, the young locusts without number. They ate every plant in their land and devoured the fruit of their soil. He smote all the firstborn in their land, the first fruits of all their strength. Then he brought them out with silver and gold, 
There was not one among their tribes that stumbled. Egypt was glad at their departing, for a dread of them had fallen upon them. He spread out a cloud for a covering and a fire to light up the night. They asked and he brought them quails. He satisfied them with the bread of heaven. He opened the rock and waters gushed out and ran in the dry places like a river. For he remembered his holy word and Abraham his servant. So he brought forth his people with joy, his chosen ones with singing. He gave them the lands of the nations and they took possession of the fruit of their toil, that they might keep his statutes and faithfully observe his laws. Alleluia. Remember the marvels the Lord has done. God of our earthly pilgrimage, Feed your Easter people with the bread of heaven, that we may hunger and thirst for righteousness until we reach our promised land, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. On this day, when we know the result of the trial of Derek Chauvin, the police officer who was suspended, arrested, charged and now tried, for the death of George Floyd. This psalm is about Israel recounting their history and all that God did for them. I'm currently reading Black and British by David Olusugu, which is a history of Britain and its relations with Africa, the West Indies and America. That history is dominated by slavery and the many ways in which, despite the good that the abolitionists could do for two decades, attitudes, theories and ideas that treated black people as inferior. If we hunger and thirst for righteousness, then we will not only say that racism is wrong, is not in God's good order, but we will put that into action and the abolition of the barriers that still remain. Now the Old Testament reading is from Deuteronomy 6. Now this is the commandment, the statutes and the ordinances that the Lord your God charged me to teach you to observe in the land that you are about to cross into and occupy, so that you and your children and your children's children may fear the Lord your God all the days of your life and keep all his decrees and his commandments that I am commanding you so that your days may be long. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe them diligently, so that it may go well with you, and so that you may multiply greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. Bind them as a sign on your hand, fix them as an emblem on your forehead and write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. When the Lord your God has brought you into the land, 
that he swore to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give you a land with fine cities that you did not build, houses filled with all sorts of goods that you did not fill, hewn cisterns that you did not hew, vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. And when you have eaten your fill, take care that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. The Lord your God you shall fear. Him you shall serve, and by his name alone you shall swear. Do not follow other gods, any of the gods of the peoples who are all around you, because the Lord your God who is present with you is a jealous God. The anger of the Lord your God would be kindled against you, and he would destroy you from the face of the earth. Do not put the Lord your God to the test as you tested him at Massa. You must diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his decrees and his statutes that he has commanded you. Do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord so that it may go well with you and so that you may go in and occupy the good land that the Lord swore to your ancestors to give you, thrusting out all your enemies from before you as the Lord has promised. When your children ask you in time to come, what is the meaning of the decrees and statutes and ordinances that the Lord our God has commanded you, then you shall say to the children, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. The Lord displayed before our eyes great and awesome signs and wonders against Egypt, against Pharaoh and all his household. He brought us out from there in order to bring us in, to give us the land that he promised an oath to our ancestors. Then the Lord commanded us to observe all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God for our lasting good, so as to keep us alive, as is now the case. If we diligently observe this entire commandment before the Lord our God, as he commanded us, we will be in the right. So yet another scripture, in fact another long scripture, about remembering what God has done and what he has commanded. The Israelites are on the verge of the promised land and Moses is reminding them of the instructions God gave them to stay right with him. Love God, teach your children, keep these things in front of you on your do doorposts, even on your foreheads, so you will remember and put them into practice. But it comes with a promise, diligently observe this entire commandment and we will be in the right. And that's what it means to be righteous, is to be right with God. So I wonder if after these two long scriptures, maybe we could just take a moment, just to, for our own reflections, just to remember the good things that God has done for us, Maybe to remember the instructions that he has given us to help us to be right with him. We might bring to mind some that we know that we've broken and make a commitment today to come back to that place where we know that we are right with him. It might be that something will rest in our hearts that we know is wrong and set out to do something to correct that. Let's just take a moment and just ask God to speak to us 
and offer up to him any of our own prayers about being right with him. Our New Testament reading today is from Ephesians chapter 2. And you may be glad to know it's a little bit shorter than the other two. You were dead through your trespasses and sins in which you once lived, following the course of this world, following the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work among those who are disobedient. All of us once lived among them in the passions of our flesh, following the desires of flesh and senses, and we were by nature children of wrath, like everyone else. But God, who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God not the result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. You may have heard the phrase, it's a game of two halves, two distinct parts that gave a different result, maybe down at half-time, yet victorious by the final whistle. If you're a supporter of one of six English clubs, you may be feeling that this morning. So it is here in Paul's encouragement to the Ephesian church. You were dead in your sins, but God. Always pay attention to the but. But God is rich in mercy and made you alive with Christ. By grace you are saved. Not anything you do or have done. It's all grace, by faith. Just believe. And any good works you do are the ones he has prepared. Nothing that you do will make any difference. It's all him. If we respond in service, that is what he calls us to do. But you will earn nothing because your salvation is freely given. So relax and receive. Strive no more. Death is swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your sting? Christ is risen from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. 
Death is swallowed up in victory. The trumpet will sound and the dead shall be raised. Where, O death, is your sting? We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Death is swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your sting? So let's now enter a time of prayer, intercession, offering up our prayers for ourselves, but also for others. Um, and the morning prayer cycle suggests these things for the day and its tasks, for the world and its needs, and for the church and her life. But specifically in this season, the people of God that they may proclaim the risen Lord, for this is good news. For God's creation, that the peoples of the earth may meet their responsibility to care for it. You may have noticed that Greta Thunberg has turned 18 and still continues to speak what she's done since she was a young teenager. For those in despair and darkness, that they may find the hope and the light of Christ. For those in fear of death, that they may find faith through the resurrection. And given our two readings today and references in our two readings today for prisoners, and for captives. Let's take a moment to offer up those or any other of our own prayers. In your mercy, hear our prayers. And the collect for this day, when we remember Ansar, 12th century archbishop and theologian. Eternal God, who gave great gifts to your servant Ansar as a pastor and teacher, grant that we, like him, may desire you with our whole heart, and so desiring may seek you. And seeking may find you through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Now this is where you get to join in, rejoicing in God's new creation as our Saviour taught us. So we pray. Our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. May the risen Christ grant us the joys of eternal life.
Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. And all together, alleluia, alleluia.